0: Welcome to Education, Leadership and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Morata, host of the program, and it is show number 129. Great to be with you once again. Lots happening, lots going on uh, in our world, in our country. Uh, Sending my best to all of our listeners out there, whether you're live or recording. Uh, All that's happening, right? We as school leaders, we as parents, we as educators, Got to continue to be positive and push out positivity uh, with all that's happened uh, in our country, and then again, what's going on in our world. So, a lot of positive positivity today. Uh, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, uh, also on Voicehead Radio Canada, and certainly live here on Facebook. I got my mom watching one of one of our guests, number one fans. Um, we're going to meet our guest here in a moment, Kevin Spanauer. Kevin is a high school principal in North Carolina. Kevin uh, was my college roommate, college teammate, and certainly one of my closest friends. So It's an honor, Kevin, to have you on. We'll be meeting Kevin in a minute. He's, he's looking pretty. He's getting pretty in the purple over there uh, in, the, in the back room. Um, Want to thank today's sponsor. That's Kevin's brother. Let me get rid of this, by the way. Sorry. Uh, that's Kevin's brother here, the Coaching and Leadership Journal by Dan Spanauer. It's a great resource. I know Kevin uh, subscribes. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. This is the June issue and just a number of stories and things relatable to what's going on with Corona, what's going on with social injustices in our country. Uh, right. Here's a small little article, the seven C's uh, for Corona and about how to deal with that as a leader and a team leader. So uh, great here. Uh Program break sponsored by Dan Spanauer. Uh, If you're interested, leadershippublishingteam.com. And there's a code there, Murata 20 and you can get a 20% discount. Uh, But great content. Dan, we appreciate your support. So let's get to it, everybody. It's show number 129. If you're listening live or watching live, uh, please leave us a comment or a question. Can't wait to talk to Kevin uh, in just a couple minutes. And in preparing for the show, I, I thought about one of my favorite stories, uh, and that's involving kevin's dad uh, and kevin many years ago buying my first car right and you say andrew i'm an educator was that buying a car have to do with education well we'll get to it but it's summer after sophomore year of college down 1999 no 1995 king north carolina the metropolis of king north carolina and kevin and i are working some basketball camps together and I finally have money that I'm going to buy a car. I got 8000 bucks, right? You can buy a nice car for 8000 And on the lot, a Z24, Chevy Cavalier Z24 Sports, stick shift, moon roof, power, everything, digital dash. I loved it. And it was great. And I was pumped. Uh, Kevin's dad says, we'll take you down there. The sticker price is $7,600. I'm like, I got 8,000, I'm ready to go, right? Kevin gently touches my arm, he says, don't say anything, just, just just don't say anything. And Ken is talking, his father's talking, he's talking to the guy. I am like ready to buy the thing. I was like, I'll take it. And, 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 and Kevin, again, very calming. So Ken's talking to the guy for 30 minutes. I'm like, would you get to it already? Like, I'm ready to buy this thing. And Ken says, Andrew might be interested in this car. We'll be, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay. And I'm like, what? Ah, what? why don't we buy the car? You know? And then we go back. We had a traditional Southern uh, dinner. I'm sure there was chicken and biscuits and all kinds of good stuff. Next morning we go back. Kevin very gently again, presses the arm. Don't say anything. Just leave it go. Ken gets talking to the guy again. I'm so anxious to buy this thing. It was calling my name. And Ken gently says to the guy, we're gonna we'll, we'll bring uh, Andrew's got six thousand here for this car. He he likes it. We'd like to buy it for six thousand. And the guy paused and kind of rubbed his chin a little bit and uh, said, "Sure, Ken. Give me a minute. Do the paperwork, and we'll get it done." And just as simple as that. No haggling. No arm wrestling. No gotta go back to the manager. No backdoor. Anything other than just an authentic, wonderful experience. And again, for me, it was it was something foreign. Right? I was used to. Boxing it out with the with the crooks uh, up in the car car people up up north. Uh, don't take that the wrong way. You know what I mean. Um, but I, some pointers here, right? And I want to hear Kevin's perspective. Staying calm, right? Ken was very calm. Kevin was very calm. I was like, this, you know. Uh, you always don't have to show your cards right away, right? You don't have to come right out and say, "Hey, I got eight thousand to spend," right? You don't have to show it all right away. And then lastly, right. Uh, be authentic in your relationships. That that gentleman knew Ken Spanauer and they had a relationship and he trusted Ken and knew that Ken was a fair, good person. So it goes back to your relationships. So I wanted to tell that story as we're going to bring our guest in. Uh, It was a a, a great experience for me. And I know Kevin remembers that fondly. Let's uh, see Kevin Spanauer, everyone. Kevin, welcome to Education Leadership Beyond, your second time around.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's do this. I'm ready to go.
0: I appreciate you making time. Uh, busy schedule down there. Do you remember the car buying experience?
1: I do remember the car buying experience. Absolutely. Of course, you know, you and I have always kind of shared a, 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 a polar opposite approach on some things uh, in life. And that's one of the things that I think make people better is, uh, when you're able to be around people that maybe aren't like you, don't share the same uh, background or maybe don't share the same approach, you're very much a type A personality, and that's not necessarily my style. So to be able to learn and be around each other, appreciate everyone's differences, and then to to kind of incorporate. I know you have made me better in ways throughout our, our friendship because I see your willingness to kind of just – take the bull by the horns and, and get moving on some things with action and maybe things I wouldn't have necessarily implemented in my life that way. So you've impacted my life that way. But, but yeah, I mean, my dad has always been uh, a very much a common presence and he owned his own business for, um, you know, much of his career in the grading business. And so he was a leader of, at times nearly 60 to 70 employees and and so he he had a small business here locally and and so he he had to learn to deal with people and you mentioned authentic relationships i think that's uh no more important now than it has ever been uh in our in our profession of education is trying to build those those relationships with students and then making those connections with parents and families as well Um, so I, I have taken it on in the educational uh, leadership role. And I've, I don't know that I've coined the phrase, but I use the phrase strategic procrastination quite a bit. Uh, and so it's, it's not that, you know, sometimes I think there are there are things that we have to make a decision on without a doubt as a, as a leader in in the school that we've got. Our teachers need us to make a decision. Our students need us to make a decision right away. But then I think there are times where uh, a little procrastination and a little slowing down and and allowing, as the saying goes, to maybe get a good night's sleep on it, uh, to think about some decisions is very, um, has a lot of wisdom in that. So I I definitely got some of those qualities from my dad.
0: Well said, Kevin. And I hope you can hear me okay. I, I got a little static on my end, but you can hear me all right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. And I agree with you. Absolutely. And and thanks for the nice compliment, but I've learned a lot more from you than you have from me. Um, Would you say that, you know, you've you've adopted those qualities for your dad? And what are some other things that you took away from your dad and and all the leadership he's provided
1: over you? Well, I think those that are closest to you, and I, I happen to be blessed with a a family that is very tight-knit and close, and so uh, both mom and dad, and you learn from those that you're closest to, without a doubt, and that's different for everybody, and I think that's completely understandable, and, and we need to recognize that, uh, that in the education business, it's not always a parent that is the closest to the child that's sitting in your classroom. And But for me, yes, I, I learned not only how to interact with people. Uh, and like you're saying, I, I think you used the calm and collected. Uh, but I also have learned that, you, you know, it's the whole leadership of, you can't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And, you know, I, I grew up in a home where my dad and, and was an example of, of hard work. And uh, he was gone every morning before I ever woke up to go to school. Uh, he, he had, He was getting the men out in jobs at at 5.30 a.m. And so, you know, and wouldn't be home, would be home for dinner, you know, when when it got dark. So just the value of hard work, the value of consistency uh, and of being not just authentic with relationships and authentic with other people, but being genuine to yourself. And I think that's uh, very valuable that who you are and the path that you walk in your day to day life, whether it's in education or any other career field um, and with your family needs to be consistent. Uh, And so I've tried to build on that and tried to take those, those attributes and kind of incorporate that into not just raising four children, but also uh, leading a school of nearly 900 students.
0: Well said, my friend, and and speaking of those students, I know you had your graduation. I know you, you know, you, you kind of ended your school year in in, in King and at West Oaks. How did things shake out with your ceremonies and your end of the year and online learning? Like I know there were so many things to, to, to talk about, but how did some of those things shake out for you?
1: I'm glad you asked. We we had a, a tremendous um, as good as you could have, I would say, uh, into our to our year and we celebrated our graduates in our class of 2020. Our district consists of three traditional high schools. We have uh, an early college and we also have an alternative school. And one thing that I was very proud of our district doing is we surveyed our students. I think sometimes student voice is lost in our business and you've got a lot of people making decisions without really going to the source of who those decisions are going to impact. And none of us uh, in administrative world or none of the teachers, we don't necessarily appreciate it when those above us are making decisions without getting our input. And so one of the things that I was really proud of was that we asked our students, uh, these are some options, what would you like to do? And so it was an overwhelming response that they wanted to have, try to have a traditional ceremony on August the 1st. So as it sits right now, we are planning and in the, in the planning stages of a traditional ceremony uh, for August the 1st in which we would go through and, and go um, in conjunction with the, the guidelines put forth by the state of North Carolina and, and uh, health department and whatnot and try to have a traditional ceremony for our graduates. In turn, we additionally did a virtual option which we allowed uh, the student to bring in their family and we made it all about them and they walked in our door and we had different stations that they could do they could walk our hallways they got a chance to have some pictures taken they got a chance to sign a banner and autograph their name and just do some different things that for that 20 to 25 minutes from the time they walked in in their cap and gown the whole experience was about them and our teachers did an absolutely fantastic job wearing a smile and we just kind of focused on the positive of graduating, and they finally made their way to the gym. I played a little walk-it, a little walk-up music to make it. Fun. Intro, little
0: intro music.
1: A little intro music. I didn't play the traditional pomp and circumstance because they'll get that for the traditional ceremony in August if we're able to do that. But instead, I did I a, um, a kind of tailored it to the student. And and we're fortunate enough, we had a graduating class of just over 200. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to kind of be around these students long enough that I know a lot of them and I know their interests. So I was able to kind of play some country music when I needed to, some rap music when I needed to, uh, based on who was entering the gym. And that made it really fun and memorable, I think.
0: Gonna be a little hot August 1st down there in King North Carolina.
1: Uh, It will be very toasty, yes sir.
0: (laughs) They're Making a quick ceremony. Yeah. But Kevin, you've talked about diversity so much, even even mixing up uh, the music for the kids, right? Uh, but your opening comments about, you know, understanding differences in other and I know this wasn't on the question list, but, you know, with what's happening in our country, with what happened uh, out in, in Minneapolis um, and, and all that's happening. You know, what's been your message to your students regarding diversity and, and social uh, unrest that's happening? You know, What's been your message of peace
1: and calm? Again, very proud of the students of West Oaks High School, uh, you know. Because so many of this listening to your podcast doesn't know my school, uh, our school is very rural. Uh, we are high uh, percentage uh, majority of our students are. Kevin,
0: rural. let me let me interrupt you. What what was the word? Is it rural? Rural.
1: Yeah. Uh, Not urban. Yeah. How about
0: that? Okay. We got to do some trans, uh, translating up here to get that get that word. We <laughs> we say rural.
1: Rural. Okay. <laughs> rural. So uh, yeah, we we have a very low percentage of minority, uh, not just African American, but just uh, any minorities in our school of 850 to 900 students. So we recently, just this past week had a couple of our students coordinate uh, a, a rally uh, and locally here and, and they've marched downtown and very peaceful. Um, but to have that in our community and and to have the support probably nearly 200 folks, uh, it was really powerful. And, and ultimately, I think along these lines of what we're dealing with, what our nation's dealing with, you live your life. And I've told my own children this to a certain, you know, like we are who we are each and every day. You don't have to go out of your way to, to make a statement. Your life is your statement. Your day-to-day living is your statement. And so I really trust that the students of West Oaks High School and the teachers and staff that are here, I've been in my school for eight years. I trust that they know me uh, and my day-to-day walk. And and sure, if if I need to get on and, and social media and do a statement, I guess I can do that. But really the statement is the way you walk the walk and the way you live your life. And, and, and I hope that's, that's true not only for the students of my school my family but that really needs to start to be in my opinion the message that more and more of our young people are hearing and dealing with is it's not it's not about just trying to get on social media to get likes and retweets and and everything else it's about who you genuinely are and and the people that know who you genuinely are those aren't always the people that are just see a see an instagram post or a twitter feed so
0: Well said, Kevin. Um, You mentioned being proud of your students and good things that are happening. What's been a challenge for you uh, during the school closure time, something that maybe hasn't gone so smooth or something that you struggled with?
1: Yeah, good question. And and the reality is we don't know at this point, much like I'm sure you don't know as well, what August and September is going to hold for our schools and will we be continuing to do remote learning. But we made the transition on March 13th. And uh, one of the initial challenges right off the bat was just connectivity. Like I said, we're not in an urban area. We have several of, you know, we, we have about 33% of our students are are free and reduced lunch with economically disadvantaged. And so the, the needs of our, our student population, not all of them have access uh, to, to internet services. Now, All of our students, we are a one-to-one school, so all of our students have devices uh, and computers to use. But as we all know, you have to have that internet access to really make it um, impactful. So that was the the initial challenge, was trying to figure out that and troubleshoot that. Uh, And then the other challenge from a leadership standpoint, both with students and with teachers, with families, has just been the communication. I'm more of a the type of person that's going to go and just have a conversation with somebody. If I need something in the community, if I'm just going to pick up the phone and call the mom or dad, or I'm going to call that business uh, or maybe go out and visit them. Uh, I'm less of an email type person. And so I had to start restructuring a lot of that communication to, to email and then, you know, virtual type meetings like this. Um, But that was a challenge. The, the positive though andrew is i think across the nation we saw the real professionalism and the real ability of our educators and, and i know the educators in my building jumped on the process of remote learning and they figured it out and if if i've heard this i've read this somewhere or heard this somewhere if, if If more of our government officials, those that are doing budgets and things of that nature uh, and the at the higher levels would be able to troubleshoot and would be able to problem solve the way a teacher can, we would be in in good shape. And I was very impressed by the way our faculty responded. Yeah,
0: great to hear. And I second that, Uh, so proud of the work our teachers have done to, to make this work, right? Adaptability is is one of the best traits that you could have. And they were forced to adapt and they did that. So I second that, Kevin. We have a number of people watching live, so we appreciate uh, the shout outs. If you have a question or a comment, Dr. Sellis, a fan of the program here, giving you a shout out, Kevin. Um, Kevin, it's a time of the year now, again, there's, there's budget crunches going on and maybe not hiring, but certainly this is a time when we hiring people and one of the things I've always admired of you is your ability to read character in people and, and get a read on people you know what do you look for in, in your candidates and what is something like aha that's 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 the kind of person I'm looking for what do you think that jump out at you during this interviewing time
1: uh, it's funny that you ask we we interviewed this morning I had interviews starting at nine o'clock this morning okay um, we had interviews uh staggered uh, this morning for an art teacher. And I will say that we took an art class together. Yes, we did. Uh, but I will say that we have now hired two math teachers, uh, a health sciences teacher and a PE teacher all virtually. And since we are out for this pandemic and it is more challenging to get a read on someone. When you're not in the room with them, and you know when you don't know that person, and, and you're you're not able to have that connection, so to speak, uh, when you're sitting across the table from somebody, that is that's been challenging. I think we've gotten better, and my assistant principals and I, we've talked about it a little bit because we've adjusted some of, <coughs> and uh, be careful now that cough.
0: Yes, sir.
1: What made yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, but you know, today to answer your question, to go back to your question, you do have to. It's more than just X's and O's. You know, I, I, you and I both come from that athletic background. You know, a coach in sports can read all the books they want to on X's and O's, and they can learn them up one side and down the other. But if they don't know how to relate to the student, they don't know how to relate to the player then it doesn't matter what X and O you draw up. You've got to be able to make that connection. And the same is true for teaching, Uh, teaching you could be the best lesson plan writer out there. But if you don't know how to make those connections from lesson plan to student, then it's not happening for you. And so more than anything in the interview process is I want to try to see if we can make a connection with that person. You know, if, if they're able to draw us in, if they're able to draw me in and, and our committee in, um, whether they are talking about their journey into education, the previous job they've had, experiences, or or some off the wall question that we might ask them. Um, I, I think it's important to see if the if they can draw us in. And are they being genuine? Are they being or are they just giving you the answer that they Googled the night before when they thought they were gonna get you know this interview so um and and we've been very lucky we've hired some great people and and i will say there's still great teachers out there you know so much of um education right now has some some unfortunate negative spin on you know the future of teachers and, and how you know is that pool of teachers and candidates we've had great candidates this spring we've had great teachers to choose from and candidates to choose from so that's been encouraging And that's certainly a a positive
0: there. I know you and I share a love of books. Every once in a while, I'll have a book show up and I know it's from you. So if you don't have it yet, I hope you'll allow me to send you Talking to Strangers," Malcolm Gladwell because it is about making those connections
1: and it is about that. Do you have it yet? I do not have it yet. I am a Gladwell fan though.
0: It's all, it'll be on its way. A gift for uh, coming on the show here. Kevin, something else I picked up from you. I remember being in your home uh, in, co- in college and seeing those Duke posters. And there was always like a theme underneath, right? And I, I'd never yeah. seen that, right? I was like, oh. And it was kind of like the theme of the year. They, I don't I don't even remember what they were. But that was one of the things I, I remembered. And I kind of started doing that with my staff and building a theme, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily wear Nikes and, you know, like that. But I put it on the, t- on, on the staff picture just like that. How do you how do you build your theme? Right, you talked a little bit about next year, going into next year. Like, what do you think your themes are going to be? Your point of interest, that type of stuff. I'll
1: be honest with you, Andrew. I hadn't I hadn't got into that uh, quite yet. Uh, I haven't ventured down there. This past year, uh, our theme was Respect 90, mm-hmm. and we are on a block schedule, uh, so our classes are 90 minutes long. And I actually. My sister principal, he's a baseball guy, the Chicago Cubs, Joe Madden, we kind of stole it from him. Uh, They had a respect 90. They were referencing the 90 feet of running to first base, Uh, how many times you see a major leaguer hit a routine pop fly and walk down the baseline. And so one of their things for the Chicago Cubs, this was several years ago, was respect 90. He wanted everybody to run it out. Uh, and that if you respect the game, it will respect you back. And so we kind of morphed that into, and, I, and actually we did for the first time, we did this past year a logo uh, around that, uh, respecting 90. We had a clock emblem uh, in our school colors and, and every, um, you know, 12, 3, 6, and 9, instead of it being 12, 3, 6, and 9, it was 90, 90, 90. Uh, and we put those up around school and we talked to, you know, I even addressed the, the staff, the, not just the staff, but I addressed the students. And we talked about this theme that we're going to make sure that we're respecting 90 and we were doing that as a, not only an attendance push as, as trying to increase our attendance across the board, but we were also doing it, uh, systematically so that our front office person, instead of calling that child up out of a class, in the middle of a class, we were gonna respect 90. A guidance counselor, instead of calling them up and meeting with them about something during the middle of a class, we were gonna wait and maybe just wait until the end of class and say, call them then, or make some announcements during class change or send the kid an email. That's another thing that we started doing. That's been a theme of ours really ongoing for two years is talking about employability and trying to build some skills with our students that they will need beyond high school And one of those is email. And quite frankly, students uh, two years ago at West Oaks they weren't checking their email that often. But we tried to do things to drive them there. And if we were able to do some things, uh, for example, one of the things that we did early in the year, I'm sure your school much like mine. Everybody gets excited about football season. And so we did a Google form, sent it to the student email. And it was a simple question of, you know, are you coming to the football game? And the first person, you know, you timestamp that Google form and the first people that filled that out got free tickets to the game. Uh, you know, so it, it started, they started realizing that maybe checking email had some value. And so we tried to incorporate that. And quite honestly, it's helped uh, tremendously when we went to online and remote learning, because students were kind of used to checking email. Um, So to go back, I I haven't got to the theme of next year. They kind of happen organically, to be honest with you. Uh, It just kind of happens as we as my admin team look at what we want and we sit down with our school improvement team. And we look at what we want next year to kind of how we want to frame that out and look at challenges and things that we want to address to keep improving. Then I'm sure the theme for next year will kind of just take and morph itself and come to light, so.
0: Brad Rice uh, respects the 90 here. He's uh, he's watching, and we'll get to his food question in a minute, but I love that. I think that's great, because it can touch a lot of bases, going back to a baseball reference. Uh, we also went to a Cubs game together, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did go to a Cubs game. Yeah, sure sure did, absolutely. Good good times. So is Brad
0: Rice a student of yours? That be Brad
1: right? Rice. Uh, <laughs> happens to be our superintendent at stokes county schools so welcome oh, yeah. dr rice uh yeah he, he's been in, in stokes county now for four years he's done a tremendous job um and he's he's really leading our school system obviously through some through some tough times quite frankly and so uh, he's, he's got a big job that he's done already and he'll continue to do uh, a big job and i'm sure he's he, it looks like he's wanting. Me to say that the best ribs I've ever eaten are <laughs> off of his smoker, and uh, yes, that is true.
0: But well, we're, we're we're getting into the south here, you know. Absolutely, it wouldn't be long before we talk about raps, <laughs> right? Beautiful. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Mr. Rice. Kevin. Another thing, um, you know, again, yeah. learn from you so much. Quotes, right? Used to have a book when we were in college, write them down, and then over the years we. Quotes together. Where did that interesting quote come from? You know, do you still do it
1: now? Uh, absolutely, still do it. I, I just, I've always thought words matter, and, and I, you know, coming from a former coach and PE teacher, that might sound really weird, um, but even in high school, I was jotting down quotes. That doesn't mean I was doing a lot of reading in high school, quite frankly, but I was, I was writing down things that I would hear. And and that continued through college. And, and it's morphed now to more of a digital platform uh, that I use. Uh, And whether it's things that I I see on social media or take away from programs such as yours, I'll go on a walk and listen to, to your podcast, or, you know, listen to some of the folks that you've had on and uh, got, got different podcasts that I listen to, or, or maybe it's through reading or, or whatever but I just always have had an interest in words. And I think that being able to communicate uh, through the written expression, but also through verbal expression uh, is so powerful. And moving forward with the younger generations, I think that's gonna be a skill that's lost. And so I'm trying to tell my own children that the more you can learn to communicate with people, the more value you're gonna have. in whatever field, career field you choose. If you can communicate both verbally and written, through written word, uh, I think you'll be very valuable.
0: Yeah, and those quotes, uh, I always enjoyed them. And then, you know, here's your brother uh, putting out, again, great writings, great things that he's adopted from from different places. And, uh, but yeah, so many great quotes and stuff in there. Um, Kevin, talking about your brother, right? You mentioned hiring a new PE teacher this year, uh, but you worked with your brother. Your other brother was an assistant basketball coach. Uh, your wife is in the middle school. You live uh, maybe under a mile from the school and you grew up on Hour Road. King, North Carolina is your home. And, you know, it's truly a family affair. I know I used to work in Mount Air years ago and there was a the, the great show the setting there. Um, the name is escaping me out of it because I didn't watch it. But you know it's really a family affair. Can you tell me about that small town for you and, and what it means
1: to you? First of all, it's the Andy Griffith Show. Thank you, sir. And uh you know Italian American Italian folk like yourself might not understand <laughs> the value of Andy Griffith, but uh no, I, I think uh Frost. I don't know if you've read the book by Frosty Weatherling. I think I'm getting that right. Westerling, I believe, is his last name. He said, the, the book is Make the Big Time Where You Are. Yes, sir. And we all have to be somewhere. And, and for me, we just kind of made roots here. My family did. And for me, I'm comfortable here. But yet I still get to challenge myself. But that's not, that doesn't mean that that's what I necessarily want my children to do. Uh, it would just it just worked for me. You know, my brother who you interviewed and, and been on the show and does some writing and, uh, you know, he he's lived in Florida. He's lived in different places and it works for different people, different. You know, it, it, but for me and for my family, we decided that this worked for us. And I will say that my dad is is, is someone my mom and dad is someone that that live on purpose and, and they live intentionally. and and again i think that's something that sometimes i know we my wife and i have talked about parenting on purpose because i think it's very uh easy to kind of just go through the grind in the day-to-day and and not not really make decisions that are that have your vision of what you want for your child in mind um and so we've talked about parenting on purpose but I, i say that my my parents my parents live on purpose. They live intentionally. And one of the things that, that my dad did early on, uh, this was back in the late 80s, uh, was as he was in the midst of his career, uh, he bought land. And he bought land with full intention of deeding that land to his children. And he's, he said this very frankly to myself. He knew that his wife, my mother would love to have grandchildren that was nearby and that doesn't doesn't mean that he ever tried to persuade any of his children to live close by he never put that pressure on us uh, to do that but when you get two acres of land for free then there's a high possibility that that might be a good place to settle down and build a house and so even though there was never a pressure to, to stay home and, and rooted to this King, North Carolina, it sure didn't make sense. And he set that up intentionally. And so now my grandchildren or my children, uh, his grandchildren get to walk through the backyards to grandma's house and spend a lot of time there. And, and that's, you know, that's irreplaceable in, in my world. So. Back up
0: north here, that's what they say. He made you an offer you couldn't refuse, you know what right? I mean? That's right. <laughs> Kevin, we got to get rolling. Uh, I know you've advised me that the podcast is a little too long. We got to keep it in the, in the 40 to 50 minute range. So is there, is there anything else you want to share? Was there something maybe I didn't ask you uh, that you wanted to put out there before we get to rapid fire? Uh,
1: no, I'm, I'm just just do this. I, I think that we have to right now with the way things are in education and being in an administrative role, but also for all the teachers that may be listening out there. I think you have to control the controllable. And there's so many things right now that's out of our control, that uh, guidelines that are being set forth. that if we've got guidelines, if we've got uh, expectations and requirements, that we're gonna control those and we're gonna do our best to plan for those. But to forecast and to theorize in early June about what late August and early September is going to look like, um, you know, if you're the teacher, just control what you can control. And, and I say that for principals, for leaders and, and ultimately, I guess, for everybody, whether it involves education or not, is control the controllable. And sometimes we try to get too far out of our box and and worry about things that are completely out of our control. So um, it sure does make, when I am in that frame of mind, it sure does make the day-to-day grind a little less consuming. When your, your, your brain is just thinking about all these things, if you just limit it to the things that you can control, then you'll be in a better place.
0: Well said, my friend. Be where your feet are, um, Kevin. Let's get to the rapid fire, and then we'll get you on your way. Uh, again, we share a love of reading. Last book you read? Last book I read was
1: <laughs> it's, it's an old book, but it's uh, even elephants can. Dan- why can't even why can't elephants dance? Uh, it's by a CEO of IBM, former CEO of IBM, uh, and the book was written in like 2003. It's kind of on the verge of the iPhone, you know, of, a, of the mobile technology. But it's talking about how this CEO transforms the, the IBM brand and the culture. And one of the quotes just right offhand is because uh, I'm actually in the, I'm towards the end of the book now. Maybe I can finish it this weekend, but that's what I'm reading currently. Um, but one of the quotes that he says that i jotted down, you said I like to jot things down. I like to quote. was uh, that. Yeah, something to, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but to paraphrase, everyone thinks that culture is part of the game, and he says that culture is the game, and that in order to have any kind of success, the culture has to be cultivated and, and always worked on, that nothing can sacrifice the culture of a company or, or a school or anything, and, and so I just try to read, CEO of a business, how that relates to education, Many people might not think of it is, but it's leadership. And to you know, you and I both, whether we admit it or not, we're, we're CEOs of our school, and we need to to culture It is huge, and that is the game. So, even even elephants. And I uh, second Brad Rice that you're doing a great job down there,
0: and they are lucky to have you. Very nice comment, uh, compliment, Mr. Superintendent. What's the last movie you saw?
1: Uh, my girls, we streamed uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I guess that's a remake, maybe the the newer version. Uh, they wanted to watch it because it had Ray from Star Wars. She was in it. Uh, mm-hmm. so they, and it was pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Okay. Oh, favorite place
1: to travel besides Staten Island? <laughs> the island. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know that I found my favorite place to travel yet. We we like to travel. We we took the kids and our family out west last year for a for an RV adventure. Um, compliments of you recommending that uh, renting the RV that was awesome. But uh, you know we go to the beach here locally quite a bit just based on our location. But um, I don't know that I've necessarily found my favorite place yet. Okay. okay.
0: True story. Kevin out and his family threw clothes in a laundry basket, jumped in the car, and drove up to New York just because, and they landed on my doorstep. That was a great story, and uh, I'll
1: never forget that. Serendipity uh, fun is the most
0: fun. Something that motivates you. You shared a lot of wisdom today. What's something that motivates you?
1: Uh, I just think learning. I think ch- the challenge of trying to figure something out, um, and that's part of part of why I'm in education um, but the, the challenge of figuring something out and for so long figuring something out in my career was kind of wrapped up in sports um, and trying to figure that out whether it was playing or coaching and now I'm trying to figure out this whole principal thing and leading the school and I've been doing it eight years I don't know that I'm completely there yet uh, but we're, we're a work in progress certainly
0: so, on your way, way. How about something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of
1: yours? Uh, pet peeve, I guess, I guess, a closed mindset. And you know, that kind of goes to what I just mentioned. But, you know, so many people are unwilling to change. Uh, they're unwilling <laughs> 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 but they're just unwilling to change. And so that's that's a pet peeve of mine have an open you know, have an open brain, at least at least listen and, and be willing to consider change. Someone you'd like to meet. Uh, I was a Duke fan growing up. You know, I, I would I would love to have Coach K sitting across my desk right now. And uh, I think he, his leadership and, and, and Coach K's uh, philosophy, I would like to pick his brain one-on-one. I've read his books and I've watched interviews with him, but to be able to sit down and talk with him, um, obviously, he transcends just the sports leadership. Uh, so, I think that's somebody that I would like to have a conversation with. Very gentle on your officials, officials uh, down that way. I've heard. Uh, I, really, I remember him really enjoying a, a jump ball toss a few years ago that awesome. might have went a little sideways. Made history it, it, it
0: uh, is. <laughs> uh the most important part of leadership is still in the black line. communication best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life
1: besides my blender that i have to buy for my milkshake yeah uh, besides that uh, i'll tell you a professional one is i use a cl- an email client called boomerang and mm-hmm. I've told many of folks that are in my circle here locally about it, but it, it, it transformed how I use email. Uh, it allows you to schedule and, and set up recurring messages. It, it, it has like canned response. It's just, it's called boomerang boomerang for Gmail. Uh, it is a, I do the paid service, but it's under hundred dollars uh, and it's a paid subscription each year. That, but it's that I guess I'm giving them a shout out, but I really use that a lot got
0: to get a boomerang right spot for the show in addition to coaching and leadership journal. Something about Kevin Spanner that people don't know about.
1: Oh, shoot. Now you're making me touch my face. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Something that people don't know about me. Um, I've had the same haircut since I was a child. Uh, it's getting yeah. a, a little higher. Yeah, it's kind of getting a little bit something up here, but no, I think think one thing that I do that maybe people that are close to me figure out and know, but maybe not everybody knows is uh, I code switch quite a bit. Uh, What I call code switching. I don't know if I'm using that terminology correctly, but, um, I'm able to kind of go in and out of who I'm with. I can sit here and talk to you in a podcast and try to look very intelligent. And yet I can walk out of my office with a group of teenagers and dab them up and, and just kind of switch gears with them uh, real easily. That's a that's a very easy thing for me to do. And I don't know that everybody knows that about me.
0: He stretches the limits on wearing his contacts
1: too long, too. I know you break those rules. It's true.
0: It's true. true. A donor walks into your school, Uh, Superintendent Rice will like this one. A donor walks into your school and says, here's $50,000. I want you and only you to be the decision maker on how this is spent for the school.
1: What do you buy? I'm gonna give Dr. Rice a pay raise. (laughs) Since he might be listening. Uh, $50,000 for the school. Shoot, I? That's a tough one, Andrew. Uh, we've got technology. I think, based on our experience that we've we've done this past few months, uh, fifty thousand dollars could go a long way in in hotspots for kids without connection. Um, fifty thousand dollars might be able to to establish some hotspots in our community um, that our students and families could use. Um that that might be something just based on the recent pandemic, uh that might be something that I would I would put that money towards.
0: Yeah. Kevin, we gotta get rolling Last one here. Uh I believe we all have a book in us. What would be the title of your book?
1: Uh I got two books. One is Enjoy the Journey. Um, it's a process. And then I got another book just for you, Andrew. It's it's called Everyone Needs a Posse. Um, and talk about relationships. Everybody needs a group. And one of the things that I appreciate about you and, and the friend group that we had and we established uh, back in the, the mid-90s is that 20 years later, we're still connected. And everybody needs those connections. And so, you know, Everybody needs their own posse. Um, it, it might be a title for my book. I love
0: it, Kevin. Uh, this is Kevin Spenauer, uh principal of West Nose Kevin, It was great to be with you. You look great, pandemic, Kevin. You're looking,
1: you're looking solid. Well, you know, dark colors always help. And <laughs> high and tight, so
0: yeah. 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 Thank you, well, I
1: appreciate what you do we- for educators across the country. Uh, you know. Although I, I do sometimes give you the business about the work that you're doing, um, I, I also watch it. I watch you walk your dog and talk your principal sparks, uh, and, and it makes people better. And I know you're connecting people through Twitter and connecting people through Facebook. Uh, and, and, and so I appreciate the work you're doing. You have put yourself out there, and, and that's, that's more than I can say about myself right now. So I, I'm very proud of you and the work you're doing, my friend. Well, thanks, Kevin.
0: We're gonna get rolling here, uh, so you don't yell at me that the podcast was too long. But this was Kevin Spanauer, Everyone, uh, check out his Twitter. He's at Kevin Spanauer. and here's your school at West Oaks. Uh, Kevin, cute music up here. Uh, see if I can get some technology going, and uh, bam, it's coming eventually. Well, I like this little thing music you got. Yeah, I can play it. There you go. Oh yeah. Uh, Kevin Spinner, everyone here on Education Leadership and Beyond. Kevin, it was great to have you on. Uh, thank you so much for all the viewers here, and uh, continue to go out and do great work in your school and community, everyone. Kevin, thank you. Thank you. Stay on that line, bro. Music. Love you. Something's going on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna shut it down. Thanks, everybody.